strike time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Cleveland Clinic. Access the number one care in Ohio anytime, anywhere. By Subway, the official training restaurant of the Cleveland Indians. By KeyBank, the banking home of the Cleveland Indians. Jim Rosenhouse with you. It is Tribe Talk as we join you this week from Chicago. Coming up on this week's show, Tribe starting pitcher Danny Salazar talks about what so far has been an extremely successful return to the starting rotation. If I'm healthy, there is a lot of things that, that I know I can do outside, you know, and, and that's the way I'm, I'm feeling right now. Also, we caught up with Indian center fielder Bradley Zimmer seems to have taken a liking to the leadoff spot in the lineup. The leadoff spot's definitely something that's new to me. I've never really consistently hit there. So getting used to that. Plus, former Indians pitcher and fan favorite, Charlie Nagy, now the pitching coach for the Los Angeles Angels, says there's some similarities between this Indians club today and the great teams that he was a part of back in the 90s. You know, it was kind of like us. You know, we're just a mixture of guys who played the game well, and then you just fill in a couple key pieces. James Harris has the weekly farm report and plenty of highlights in the week in review after an eight-game win streak. Rosie, I think officially the worm has turned. (laughs) And when you think you've seen it all, you see this tonight. Wow, what a night, folks. That's all coming up as Tribe Talk gets rolling on the Cleveland Clinic Indies Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Chicago where the Indians are playing the White Sox this weekend. And we take a look at the week gone by and what a week it has been for the Indians as after a win on Friday night in Chicago, They have won eight in a row, and they kept it going Monday night. Supposed to be an off day for the Indians last Monday at home, but they played the Reds in a makeup game from an earlier rainout, and Josh Tomlin was just outstanding early on. Man, is Tomlin in a nice groove right here. He's into the windup. Here comes his 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss, strike three. Six strikeouts in a row for Josh Tomlin. My goodness, little Corey Kluber leftover into Josh Tomlin here from yesterday when Kluber struck out 14, and it's carrying over to Tomlin. Six straight strikeouts, just one shy of the franchise record set by Corey Kluber, who struck out seven straight. Bottom of the fifth inning, game tied at one. Roberto Perez came through with a huge RBI double. Another payoff pitch coming to Perez. Here it is. 
Swung on, and it's lined right center. Hit well, way back there, and that ball's high off the wall. Extra bases for Perez. Scoring on the play is Santana. Holding at third is Almonte. And the Perez double has put the Indians back in front, 2-1. to one. Later on, a Bradley Zimmer sack fly made it 3-1. to one. Then in the seventh, it was Carlos Santana going deep. Santana swings, rifles one, deep right center. Gone! Boy, was that a two-iron off the bat of Santana. And the Indians have that two-run lead back just like that. Four to two tribe as Santana has his 11th home run. Six of them left-handed. And that got out of here quickly. And in the eighth inning, other side of the plate, Santana went deep again. And the pitch. Swung and blasted. Deep left field. Gone to the home run porch. And the Indians have a 6-2 lead. Carlos Santana has homered from each side of the plate in the last two innings. And the Indians lead it 6-2. Santana has a dozen homers. Six from each side of the plate. And for Carlos Santana, his first multi-homer game of the season. And in the ninth, there was Cody Allen on for the save. The pitch. Swung on, bounced towards second. Ramirez to second one. Lindor's relay. Ball game. The 4-6-3 double play to end the ball game. And Cody Allen finishes strong himself. And the Indians... Get a very business-like win, if you want to characterize it that way. Nothing fancy, just a really well-played game, both defensively, outstanding pitching, and enough hitting to give the Indians this 6-2 win, their fourth consecutive win. The next day, we caught up with Tribe catcher Roberto Perez, who had a nice night at the plate on Monday night against the Reds. And he talked about the challenge of staying sharp despite not playing every day. It, it's been it's been a challenge. Uh, I mean, I keep I keep working hard every day in the cages with with, with our hitting coaches, and uh, uh, it's finally finally it's, it's paying off. I think uh, in those situations when you get you know man on bases, uh, you're not trying to do much, trying to put the ball in play. I think last night he struck me out with the same pitch that I drove out and. Uh, um, in those moments, you try to stay within yourself and, and try to make it something happen. So uh, that's what I did. And team-wise, uh, a tough road trip, but now the team playing well again at home. Uh, from what you see, what's the difference when they, they go through a tough stretch and then come back here and, and they're having a real good stretch at home? I, th- I, think, uh, I think our team, it's it based on, on energy, you know. I think, uh, you know, we when we go out there and just try to have fun and, and not trying to do too much at the play and, and, and pa- pass the baton, that, that's when we're good at. I mean, uh, we're not always going to rely on our pitching. I think, uh, you know, it, it starts from the from the first hitter, uh, from from Simmer. Uh, if he goes up there and, you know, get, get a quality A-B, you know, Simmer pitches and, and he get on base, you know, make something happen. And I think right now we're playing with a lot of energy. We're just having fun up there, and it's fun to watch. It sure has been on this homestand. Roberto, thanks a lot for coming by. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you.
That's Tribe catcher Roberto Perez. On to Tuesday, a wild one against the Angels. The Tribe struck early in this one. Jose Ramirez getting the job done in the second inning. Now the set and two-strike pitch. Swung on, drilled up the alley in right center. It's a gapper. It's a base hit to score Encarnacion. Ramirez going to second, sliding, tag, safe at second with an RBI double. And back-to-back doubles by Encarnacion and Ramirez. And the Indians have struck first and now lead this ball game one to nothing. Jose Ramirez now with 31 doubles and 52 RBIs on the season. And for Jose Ramirez, he continues to lead the league with 53 extra base hits. And he's now tied with Boston's Mookie Betts for the league lead in doubles with 31. Still in the second, Gio Urshela drew a bases-loaded walk to make it 2-0 Tribe, and that brought Bradley Zimmer to the plate. This is where, as a hitter, you must stay patient and not bail out Chavez. Chavez is the guy in trouble, not the guy swinging the bat. Now the 3-1 pitch. Swung in and blasted! Deep right center! Away! Back and gone! Bradley Zimmer with a grand slam to right center. And the Indians lead it six to nothing on Bradley Zimmer's first career grand slam. How did he put a charge into it? Two batters later, Michael Brantley went deep. Here's Michael Brantley swinging and driving one deep to right center. This ball gone. So Michael Brantley hadn't homered since April 30th and now has hit two home runs on this homestand. And the Indians make it a seven-run inning. Brantley's seventh home run, he has 46 RBIs. But the Angels didn't quit. They scratched their way back into the game tying the game at seven and forcing extra innings in the 10th. Looked like the Angels were going to take the lead. They had a runner on, but Bradley Zimmer saved the day in center field. The right-hander's ready. Here it comes. Swung on, hammered to deep center field. Zimmer near the wall, leaps, made the catch, crashed into the wall, fell to the track, gets up and shows he hung on. He's done it again. Oh, what a play by Zimmer. Dead sprint, leaping at the wall, slamming into the wall as he caught it. And the Indians have a chance for a walk-off win thanks to Spider-Man. And in the 11th, with Angels closer Bud Norris on, he loaded the bases with nobody out for Edwin Encarnacion. And you should see how far off the line first baseman Luis Valbuena is. He's 30 feet off the line. The pitch to Encarnacion. A swing and a drive to deep left center. Away, back, and gone. A game-winning grand slam to left center for Edwin Encarnacion. And a mobbing at home plate. How about that? Two grand slams in the game. The Indians score seven in the second. They score four in the 11th. 
Rosie, I think officially the worm has turned. <laughs> and when you think you've seen it all, you see this tonight. Wow, what a night, folks. What a night for the Tribe on Tuesday night, the extra inning win. Then on Wednesday, more thunder at the plate for the Indians, specifically Bradley Zimmer. The next offering to Zimmer, and he hits one high in the air. Deep left center, it is gone! And Bradley Zimmer stays on fire. A towering drive over the 19-foot wall into the bleachers in left center. And Zimmer, who had three hits last night, including a grand slam, has put the Tribe on top one to nothing here in the bottom of the first. And I'll tell you what, folks, what a different-looking lineup this is when your leadoff man is igniting it. And right now, Bradley Zimmer is the igniter. Angels tied the game at one, but in the fourth inning, Jan Gomes came through. Here comes his 1-2 delivery. Swung on, bounced right side, base hit right field. Racing around third is Ramirez. He will score. Santana two-third. He slides in safely. And the RBI single by Jan Gomes puts the Indians in front 2-1. to one. And after the Angels tied things up in the top of the seventh, bottom of the seventh, it was that man Zimmer again helping the Indians back in front. Now the payoff pitch. Swung on, hit high, hit deep to left center field. This ball is off the top of the wall. In to score is Jackson. Zimmer's come through again. A two-out RBI double high off the 19-foot wall in left center. And Zimmer got a fourth look at Nalasco and puts the Tribe on top 3-2. to two. And the Tribe would put it away with a seven-run offensive explosion. The 0-1, Brandley lines a base hit to left center. That'll score Zimmer. Lindor flying to third, and the Indians score their sixth run in the inning. Michael Brantley, the seventh Indian, with a multi-hit game tonight. And Brantley gets his two hits here in the eighth inning. And the Indians just keep piling it on. Then on Thursday, pitching ruled the day. Indians and Angels, Trevor Bauer and J.C. Ramirez hooking up in a good pitcher's duel. Carlos Santana, though, gave the Indians the lead early. J.C. Ramirez sets fire Santana. Hits a high drive deep center. Trout back. He's at the wall, and this ball is gone. A towering home run to dead center. And Carlos Santana, with a three-hit game last night, now hits his 13th home run. And the Indians strike early. One-nothing tried. And Santana, who's really never had a real long hot streak this year well, maybe he's about ready to take off angels tied it at one but in the seventh some clutch hitting from francisco lindor put the tribe back in front ramirez checks second now the pitch to lindor swung and ripped to right field that's a base hit that'll break the tie rounding third heading for home brandon geyer scampering to third eric gonzalez and Francisco Lindor gets his fifth hit in the series. A go-ahead RBI single to right. And the Indians finally make Ramirez pay for those walks 
and now have the lead by a score of two to one. That would be enough for Trevor Bauer, who was just tremendous for the Indians. Bauer works first base side of the rubber, the 2-1 pitch. Swung on, he pops up Pujols. Shallow right, calling for it in right center. Bradley Zimmer, the center fielder, pulls it down. How about Bauer tonight? He goes seven pitches in the eighth inning to get Revere, Trout, and Pujols, and he's getting a standing ovation as he comes to the third base dugout. What a job by Trevor Bauer today. Cleveland leading the Angels 2-1 to one in the middle of the eighth. Cody Allen came on to nail it down in the ninth for the final out. Allen works first base side of the rubber. Uses the full windup. Here it comes. Check swing. Did he go? Yes! On the appeal at third. A strikeout. Ball game. Valbuena fires the helmet down. Fires the bat down. Gesturing at the third base up Nick Lenz. But it's a moot point. The Indians have a sweep and a season best seven game win streak. Friday night, start of a road trip in Chicago. Jose Ramirez got it going in the second inning. Here's the pitch. A swing and a high drive headed to deep left field. This ball's got a chance and it is gone. So Jose Ramirez, who had scuffled in that Angels series, it's a towering home run to left. That's his 18th home run, his fifth when batting right-handed. And the Indians have the early 1-0 lead. In the fourth, it was Jan Gomes padding the lead. Now Holland's ready to go. The pitch to Gomes. Swung on, line drive, right field, base hit. That'll score Ramirez. And Jan Gomes drives in the second tribe run. Indians lead it 2-0. Oh, nice piece of hitting there by Jan Gomes. And that's something maybe we'll see a little bit more of from him. Just taking the ball where it was pitched to the opposite field. RBI single for Gomes, his 26th run driven in. Meanwhile, Danny Salazar was outstanding for a second straight start. The 2-2 delivery. Swing and a miss, strike three. Another strikeout for Salazar, number six on the night. And once again, he sets the side out in order. Four complete in Chicago. It's the Tribe 2, the White Sox nothing. And in the fifth, Jose Ramirez got it done again. Holland with the pitch. Swung on, line down the left field line. Fair ball. That'll score. Right behind him is Lindor. And Ramirez comes through. It's a two-run single for Jose Ramirez. And the Indians now lead it 4-0. What a night going for Ramirez. As he's now driven in three on the night. Up to 55 on the season. And he delivers with the bases loaded. Still in the fifth after Brandon Geyer drew a bases loaded walk. Jan Gomes came through. Here's the 1-1. Swung on, line drive, left field, base hit, Jan Gomes. That'll score just one as Ramirez comes down the line from third. He crosses home plate and the Indians now lead it 6-0. RBI single for Jan Gomes, his 27th run driven in. Two for three tonight with a pair of runs scoring singles. Indians played long ball in the sixth inning. Carlos Santana going deep. Now the set in the pitch. And it swung on and hammered to deep right field. Way out of here. 
over the Indians bullpen and into the seats. Carlos Santana has been sizzling in the month of July, hitting 330 this month, and now has 14 home runs. And Santana with two hits and a walk tonight makes it 7-0 Tribe. No let up in the seventh. Giovanni Urshela got it done. Now the 1-0 pitch to Urshela. He swings and drives one toward the gap in the right center. It's getting down, diving. Hanson can't catch it. Ball clangs off his glove, rolls toward center field. It's an RBI base hit for Urshela. Ramirez is in to score. Urshela goes to second, and going to third is Geyer. It'll be an RBI double. Indians lead it 8 to nothing, And Urshela gets into the act with his second double and second RBI. And then the Indians added another run in the eighth inning thanks to Michael Brantley. Now the 2-1. Brantley with a drive. Deep center field on the runner's angle. On the track at the wall. It is gone. Michael Brantley's hit his eighth home run. Well, he had five home runs at the end of April. And then didn't hit any home runs from the last day of April until this last homestand. And now he's hit three home runs in a little over a week. And he becomes the sixth Indian with a multi-hit game, and it's 9-2 Tribe. So the Indians had won their eighth straight game on Friday night in Chicago. They'll try and make it nine in a row Saturday night against the White Sox. Stay tuned. More to come as we continue with Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. We join you from Chicago this weekend where the Indians are taking on the Chicago White Sox in a three-game series. Jim Rosenhouse along with you, and great to have you with us talking baseball on the radio heading into play this evening in Chicago. Well, the week gone by certainly has been interesting for the Indians. We got some of those highlights in our first segment of the show today from a perfect homestand. The Indians going 7-0, and most encouraging was the return to the rotation of Danny Salazar, who threw again on Friday night here in Chicago, but his debut perhaps unmatched as he was just tremendous over seven innings, shutout baseball, low hit totals, high strikeout numbers, low walk totals. The command was outstanding. He certainly appeared to have done great work during a rehab assignment in the minor leagues. He had been placed on the disabled list almost two months ago now with some shoulder soreness, worked through that, and then built that good foundation to get back. And he talked about exactly what he did to make sure he'd be ready this time around when the Indians slotted him back in the rotation. Yeah, I think uh, I had a conversation uh, with, you know, Tito and uh, Chris in, in Callaway, you know, and I told him, like, if I'm healthy, there is a lot of things that, that I know I can do outside, you know, and... And that's the way I'm, I'm feeling right now. You know, that is something that, that since last year after the, the break, uh, you know, I haven't been feeling like this. I mean, in the spring training, I was good. After my first game, my very first game this year in Texas, uh, next day I started uh, experiencing, like, some soreness in, in, in my shoulder. And it wasn't that bad in the beginning, you know, but it was there. For me, trying to figure out how to throw the ball and not feeling pain, you know, I was making changing, change uh, in my delivery without, like, you know, uh, being paying attention to that. 
and then once they send me to the bullpen, you know, I thought I take I take that like as a great idea, you know, because I was like, okay, like maybe now I'm gonna have a little more time to rest in the bullpen, and uh, I'm not gonna throw that many innings in a game or that many pitches in a game, you know, and and I'll get healthy again, maybe like that. But like I think pitching one day and then day off and then pitching next day. That wasn't too normal for me, you know, because it's not the same like when you pitch and the second day after you pitch, you throw open because you don't use the same intensity, you know. And I think uh, after that, the, what I was feeling, it just got worse. It's been a while, though, between those moments. What was it like Saturday night? The crowd was into it, sellout place, and, and you come out smoking, striking out the side right away. What was that like for you? I mean, that was amazing. I was excited just to be out there, you know, back again, back in game. Uh, Back in action, like, like we say, you know, and it was it was great and huge for me. You know, my family's here. You know, my daughters are finally here. My wife was there, and you know, they, it was it was great for me. I think uh, going out there with that great audience that we had last night, you know, uh, we were sold out, and that was that was just amazing. It was a great night, Danny. Great to see you back. Thank you. Thank you. That's Danny Salazar talking about his first start back from the disabled list. He did throw again on Friday night here in Chicago, but that first start certainly spectacular as he was just tremendous with seven scoreless innings against the Blue Jays last weekend. And you can just tell in his voice, it just seems like he was a man on the mission that night, and, and the hope is that that continues now for the Indians. What a boost that would be for an already very strong starting rotation. Well, another bright light for the Indians has been the play of rookie center fielder Bradley Zimmer. What a homestand he had. It included his first grand slam. He did that in the game against the Angels on Tuesday night. And for Zimmer, looking back on that plate appearance, it came at a time when the Angels pitcher Jesse Chavez had walked several hitters in the inning to load the bases, including walking in a run. And we asked him about his approach at the plate in that situation to try and put together a good at bat. You know, we, we had some some quality at bats there before you know before I came up, um, as well as you know, I think Chavez was having a hard time finding the zone. So um, you know, I came up and said, told myself, you know, don't give in, you know, don't help him out, and saw a couple pitches, and then kind of just boxed one up and said, you know, if it's there, I'm I'm going to go for it. And, you know, he. He left one out over the plate and put a, put a good swing on it. Later on in the game, a, a huge catch defensively, extra innings, and it prevents the go-ahead run from scoring. You've made a, a lot of great catches since you've been here, but when the wall comes into play and you know you might take a hit, uh, what goes into the decision-making there as you get closer to, to having to make a, a decision to make a big catch? Yeah, in that situation, I just told myself, you know, I, you just have to you have to sell out there, and, and uh, you know, knowing that I was going to take a, probably take a pretty big hit, um, you know, it's worth it because you know it saved the run and ended up you know getting us back up and getting us the win. So uh, I'm a little sore today, but I think definitely uh, definitely worth worthwhile. And at the plate, you've had some things going on. You've been leading off for the first time. And uh, you went through a, a tough patch on the road trip. And, and was that just the ebbs and flows of a season, or did you have to make some adjustments here coming back on the homestand? Yeah, I, I think I had to make some adjustments. You know, the leadoff spot's definitely something that's new to me. I've, I've never really consistently hit there in my career. Um, so getting used to that and, 
Yeah, I mean, it was, um, you know, I wasn't doing very well on that road trip, and then our team wasn't either. I mean, it was just kind of a, a tough, tough week. So for us to come back and, and, you know, be as sharp as we have the last couple of nights has been big. That's been great to see. Brad, thanks for coming by. appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for having me. That's Indian center fielder Bradley Zimmer. Wow, has he been something else? The rookie not playing like one in a lot of different areas as when you talk about five-tool players in the major leagues right now, especially the young players, Bradley Zimmer would be in the list of some of the best and brightest, and the Indians certainly glad to have him in center field on a regular basis. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll visit with Charlie Nagy, the Indians Hall of Famer, who has been the pitching coach for the Los Angeles Angels for the past two seasons. We'll get some of his thoughts on the Indians' tremendous run and his role in that with some of the younger players on this year's squad when Charlie was part of the Indians' player development system. That comes your way next as we continue with Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Chicago's Guaranteed Rate Field, the home of the White Sox, as the Indians are taking on the White Sox this weekend here in the Windy City. Earlier this week, the Tribe was playing the Los Angeles Angels, and in his second season as the pitching coach for the Angels, it's Charlie Nagy, an Indians Hall of Famer, who had such an outstanding career for the Tribe, such a key part of those great teams back in the mid-90s. And from time to time this summer, we've caught up with some former Indians and gotten their thoughts on last year's run to the World Series by the Tribe. And we did the same with Charlie earlier this week when he was in town with the Angels, and here's what he had to say. I watched all the games, uh, you know, on the edge of my seat for every single one of them because they were all really close games. And, you know, you watch them sweep the Red Sox, and they go on and play Toronto. And we know, you know, Mark's up there with Ross in Toronto, so... You know, excited about that for them, too, happy for them. But then, you know, always pulling for the Tribe, and they sweep that, and then they're in the World Series against the Cubs, and it's, you know, it was amazing. It was fun to watch. I was really excited for for the organization, for the city, for, for everybody involved. And from your perspective, having been a part of great years in the 90s with World Series as a part of that, uh, did it hit a little more closer to home for you and bring back some great memories? I got to see a lot of that stuff again on the highlight highlight reels. But, uh, no, it, yeah, I mean, you, you go back and you start thinking 95, 97 and stuff like that, and you start people talking, asking questions about that again. But, you know, last year was it was just it was just great to watch these guys and this, this team over here and what Tito's done and, and Mickey and, you know, Sarby at third. I coached with Sarby down in Columbus and had a lot of those guys that rolled through Columbus and just, just happy and excited for that, that you know, get the playoff experience and then make it to the World Series and just was, you know, cheering like everybody else for them to pull it through. And because of that background and player development with the Indians, uh, could you have foreseen some of the things that were going on in, in terms of players being able to make those steps to, to become the players that they are now with the Indians? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, uh, the guys that came through, you know, a lot of good arms, you know, uh, rotations full of them now over here and they, they always threw the ball well they played played well uh watched Lindor come up in triple a too um you know it was kind of like us you know we're just a mixture of guys who played the played played the game well and then you just fill in a couple key pieces at certain times last year was Napoli for them for us it was Eddie Murray you know Eddie and Dennis uh some veteran leadership and just to carry us over the hump and it seemed to seem to work for them last year 
Charlie Nagy joining us, Angels pitching coach now, and a, a chance to do this again uh, at the major league level. And, and how has that gone for you so far with the with the Angels? It's good. It's fun. It's close to home. It's I uh, can't get any closer to home. Um, so it's great. And uh, it's baseball. You know, I love the game. I love I, I love baseball. So I'm, I'm having a great time. Uh, Charlie, always good to see you. Thanks for coming by. Thank you. Charlie Nagy, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet in the game. Great to see him back in it as the pitching coach for the Los Angeles Angels. Stay tuned. When we return, it's our final segment of Tribe Talk. We'll be joined by James Harris, the Indians Director of Player Development for the Weekly Farm Report, coming your way shortly on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk, our final segment from Chicago. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend. Great to have you with us as the Indians are taking on the White Sox on the first leg of a two-city trip. Boston is next Monday through Wednesday nights before the Indians return home to play the Yankees on Thursday night. Time for the weekly farm report. We had a chance to catch up with James Harris, the Indians Director of Player Development, earlier this week. We talked about some of the prospects at AA Akron. A loaded ball club once again in the Indians' farm system. But before we got to that, we asked James his role as the trade deadline approaches Monday afternoon, what his department impacts in terms of Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff's decisions in the next 48 hours or so. My role is is just to continue to give updates on the health of the farm system and and the players and and to make sure that they're ready to help our major league club, whether it's directly with going up and, and playing for us or helping us by giving them an opportunity to play somewhere else. But we don't necessarily think about that day-to-day unless we get the call. We're just going out and helping our guys get better on a daily basis. And along those lines, though, occasionally this time of year, some humorous things happen, I'm sure. And, and you were down at Akron the other night. Francisco Mejia, who's uh, certainly a highly regarded prospect for the Indians, had to leave a game with a, a minor injury. And, and explain what was happening there and, and what fans might have thought if they didn't really know what was going on. I think it, it, it gets a little funny. It's like sometimes guys need a day off, and then it just so happens that he gets a day off when it's the trade deadline is close, and people make those two connections, but that's not necessarily the case. And and there's times whether I'll be in town or someone like our assistant GM, Carter Hawkins, or in this case, Chris Antonetti is actually going out to see an Akron game, which he does quite often. So people are making the connection that things are going on uh, as they put them together. But at that particular time, I mean, he was just going down there to see a game, as were, as was I. And uh, how is Francisco? I know he had to leave with just a, a minor injury. He okay? Yeah, we'll, we'll see him tomorrow, hopefully. Okay, good to hear. Certainly, and and staying on that position, player front, a uh, couple of names jumping out this week uh, again at Double A Akron, Eric Haas, um, already with 20 home runs, and uh, here's a young man who uh, had been a catcher in the system, still is. Um, what's he done to, to develop some power here and really have a good season? I think the great thing that he's done is he's come and taken every at-bat and opportunity with intent. Um, because we have Mejia there, he doesn't, Haas doesn't catch every day. So he's DH quite a bit, and when he's got his opportunities to catch, he's made the most of them. And that, the cool part about that is is him knowing that those those opportunities aren't as abundant as, as he would have thought they were gonna, going to be. But then when he's gone up there, he's made... He's made the most of those opportunities, which give himself more opportunities. So they have ended up becoming as abundant as he wanted to, and uh, we're excited about what he's done. And again, uh, Haas heading into play earlier this week with 20 home runs and 42 runs driven in. Greg Allen is back, and uh, we saw him quite a bit in spring training, very impressive there in Major League camp. But an injury interrupted his season 
Now he's back in there, and, and how has he done, and, and how did his recovery go from a hand injury? Well, his recovery went as planned. He's out back on the field running around in, in, in center field in Akron, which is was good to see him the other day, and he's bringing energy as a, as a person and as a great teammate. And It's really exciting and really happy that he's out there and playing again. On the pitching front, uh, you had a chance to see the double-A debut of Shane Bieber, who was an Indians draft pick a year ago, highly regarded, and uh, he has shot through the system. Explain how quickly he has moved, where he started this year, and where he is now. Yeah, he started in Lake County for us. Um, mature guy, college college player, but he comes. He's he's mature beyond his age in terms of how he approaches the day. So he he takes care of his body. He's a he's a great teammate. He works really hard and brings intensity to the mound, which gave him the opportunity to pitch in Lynchburg. Um, he went there, did all of those things as well as succeeded, and now he's having an opportunity to pitch in Akron, and, and we're happy to have him. And and excited about what he's doing. And mindset-wise, I, I know you had a chance to visit with him after his first double-A appearance and came away pretty impressed. Yeah. I mean, he, he struck out five and, and walked one, and, and I asked him, like, what did you think of your night? And all he wanted to talk about was the one that he walked, the one that got away. So love the competitive nature, uh, but I just, I mean, he rarely walks anyone and strikes quite a few people out, so I can understand how he could remember that one. And when you, you mentioned high leverage situations, uh, for a reliever in the minor leagues, obviously in the major leagues, I think most relievers would love to be closers if they could. Um, how is it different from the development standpoint in the minor leagues for a kid like Cameron Hill? Yeah, in the minor leagues, you can't always guarantee that that leverage situation is going to come late in the game. That leverage situation might come in the fourth or fifth inning because a starter got knocked out. So in order to give our our relief pitchers that experience of pitching with pressure, with, with men on base, with the game close. Sometimes you got to throw them in the fifth, sixth, seventh inning, not necessarily late in the game. So we're trying to get them um, accustomed to those situations, and sometimes that's not dictated by the inning. Well, James, good stuff as always. Thanks a lot for coming by. I appreciate it. Excited. Thanks, Thanks for having me. That's James Harris, the Indians Director of Player Development. And that'll do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Great to have you with us this week from Chicago. We'll join you next week when the Indians are back home, taking on the Yankees next weekend. Should be a great weekend at Progressive Field. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Again, the 1-2 offering. Swung on tap to the mound. Club by Armstrong. Runs to first. Underhand throw. Ball game. And the Indians start the road trip with a win, pounding the White Sox 9-3. And the Indians extend their winning streak to eight in a row and keep a two-game lead over the Kansas City Royals. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Cleveland Clinic. Access the number one care in Ohio anytime, anywhere. By Subway, the official training restaurant of the Cleveland Indians. By KeyBank, the banking home of the Cleveland Indians. 